It's time again for The Insider with Chuck Kuala and Scott Jensen, sponsored by the Wisconsin Counties Association and the Tommy G. Thompson Center on Public Leadership. Hi, I'm Scott Jensen, former Assembly Speaker. And I'm Chuck Kuala, former Senate Majority Leader. And we're The Insiders. And I think we all can all agree that this year, the abortion issue is going to be a dominant issue again in the elections. And as a result, each of the parties is sort of positioning themselves on, on this issue. You saw uh, the vice president appear in Wisconsin, lay out the Democratic position on it. The governor talked about it in his state of the state address. The Republicans in the legislature are trying to stake out a position uh, in favor of a 14-week ban. Um, so, Chuck, how do you think this is all going to play out in the weeks ahead? I, th I think you're right, Scott. It will be a dominant issue. And I think, again, it will propel the electorate. I think it is the it is the, uh, it is the election issue what will drive the electorate. It, it has what Scott and I have always talked about. People vote emotionally. It's an emotional issue. But it affects people very directly in their lives. It's what we call kitchen table issue. It's right there. It's more than the kitchen table. The other thing is I, I have to admit, and I'm, I'm embarrassed to admit this, that I have been educated on this issue. And yet I served in the legislature when a lot of abortion battles were going on. But the, the, the case that was compelling to me, of course, there was the case with the nine-year-old who has to go across state lines to get an abortion. I think that was in Indiana. But the one that really bothered was this woman who had a couple of kids. Uh, the, the child was, it had to be, it was found out late in the pregnancy that this child could kill, the pregnancy could kill her if it wasn't terminated. The child was not going to live beyond 30 days. And she would, even if she lived, she probably wouldn't be able to have a child. So for people who want more life, she was prevented from being able to save her life and the life of a future child she might have. All of this, what it has done, I think, even for men, but especially for women, and women understood this far more than men. I, I, I know I should have understood it more, is the bottom line is, why are we letting government into these decisions at all? My God, don't let a bunch of guys like myself, Scott, and a bunch of other guys hang around the legislature, which is still dominated by men, and make decisions when they don't even know what's happening. I just think that women are outraged, and it is not showing up in polling. It did not show up last time. It will not show up this time. But we need to get out of this business. And if the Republicans want to claim that they're the party of freedom, how is that consistent? with this message. I just don't see it working for Republicans. And I think it's time. And I think women are saying, there's only one party here who gives us an even shot at this. There are even threats to our contraception. There's threats to mifepristone. That's enough. And I think that, and I'll tell you what, every time, and Scott and I are sometimes in front of other audiences, when we're in front of an audience with women and men in the audience, I see women, particularly in the back of the room, nodding their heads as they hear about why government should stay out of this. I think it's going to be a big driving force. Well, obviously, the Democrats want to make this the top issue in the elections. And um, the, the Republicans are trying to figure out what their response should be with regards to both of the, with regards to this. What I find interesting is I think if you look at the actual position, the platform position of both parties, they're out of step with the public, just dramatically so. Uh, the Republican position is effectively 100% pro-life. The Democrat position is a, effectively 100% pro-choice right up until the day of birth. And the public is not on either of those sides. Um, about two-thirds of the public says there should be, um, that a woman should have access to an abortion up to 15 weeks. 
And then perhaps after that, under certain circumstances, they want a limited right to an abortion. The Democrats want an unlimited right, and the Republicans would prefer to not have that at all. And so neither party is actually in the in where the voters are. And I think that's what the Assembly Republicans were trying to do. They were trying to essentially say, okay, we're going to listen to the public. Two-thirds of the public says they would like this sort of ban on abortion, a limited um, access to abortion to 14 weeks. Um, uh, and then after that, only for in cases of rape or incest um, or the life of the mother. And that actually is a very popular position, but they couldn't get their colleagues in the state Senate uh, to necessarily go along with them on that. So that, in a way, helped the governor out because he would have had to explain why he was going to veto a law like that um, or, or a resolution like that before the voters of Wisconsin. So um, I, this is going to be a dominant issue throughout the year. Both parties are out of step with regards to where the voters are. It, I do think at the moment, it favors the Democrats. The Republicans need to do a better job of explaining where they are on this issue and where the Democrats are on this issue. One and last I, thing I, I think, point out. Oh. I'm noticing, uh, you may have noticed last year, Donald Trump moved his position on abortion. Um, he changed his position to one not unlike what the Assembly Republicans were talking about in Wisconsin. I think that's because... At the national level, Trump at least understands that this is a liability for Republicans if we don't reframe it and listen to where the public is on this issue. Let me give you two answers to that. Number one, do you already see the 30-second ad on Donald Trump on abortion? Three Supreme Court justices, three right-wing Supreme Court justices who, who overturned Roe versus Wade. That is going to be devastating, not just for him, but for the rest of the ticket, number one. Number two, the Democratic position is, 100% freedom for women, their doctors, and their families to make decisions on this issue. Those are the only people who know enough about it. These abortion bans that give some flexibility, they clearly didn't work for that nine-year-old who was, who was raped. They clearly don't work for a 40-year-old woman who is pregnant and could die, and her child could die, and she may not be able to have another pregnancy. Why would we want government to intrude at all? The Democratic position, and I believe it is the correct position, if we leave this 100% to the people who have the most information and can make the best decision, women, I have become more convinced of that than ever after I've seen what's gone on across this country. And I think that more men, and certainly women, understand this to a T, and I think it will be the dominant issue this year, because people will be reminded about where Republicans are on this issue. And the only accommodation they're making is for a political stance don't believe them. They've got nine members on the Supreme Court, and six of them are totally pro-life. And that means never abortion ever. And watch that come up as we deal with the issues of, of, of uh, mifepristone and contraceptives. Already, that's potentially on the table. Women will not be fooled. I think the Assembly legislation actually would have taken care of both of the examples that you have. But again, this debate is not going to be based upon facts or logic. It's going to be based upon anecdotes and emotions. And that debate is going to go throughout the course of this year. And I think you are right. It is going to drive the elections around the country. Stand up for women. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to The Insiders with Chuck Walla and Scott Jensen, sponsored by the Wisconsin Counties Association and the Tommy G. Thompson Center on Public Leadership.